Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hello, you're listening to Light Hustler. I'm your host, Anna David. I run a company called Light Hustler, where I help people share their dark to find their light through coaching, classes, writing, books, essays, storytelling, podcasts, everything you can think of. And one of these episodes, some of these episodes, I should say, are snippets from the live storytelling show. Now, some people have asked me, why are you doing this? Why are you releasing these stories as episodes? And the reason for that is that also more and more people contact me telling me they want to be sharing their story, but they're not sure how, they're not sure if they'll feel comfortable, they're not sure if they should, and these stories help them. So if you're one of them, if you're wondering, should I be sharing my story? I have a quiz for you. Go to lighthustler.com slash quiz and you can take it. Now, with that... I'm going to lead you right into this episode. He gets a proper introduction in the show, so I'm not going to give him one here, but you're going to love him. His name is Kane Holloway. Here you go. He's a Seattle native who lives in LA. I knew that part. And is a nationally touring comedian, podcast host, and has performed on Laughs on Fox. Please put your hands together for Kane Holloway. Thank you so much. One more time for Anna and her pants, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I wish I wouldn't have given her all that comedy horseshit now that I know what the like, core of the show is about is, you know, light to dark and who gives a fuck about me being a comic, you know? I'm a ba- I have bad luck. That's what the most important thing is. Just like in everyday life. Like, it, at the beginning of 2017, uh, I decided, all right, I've been going bald long enough. It's time to just get rid of it and walk this earth a confident, shaved head white guy. (laughs) Okay? And then midway through 2017, the KKK tries to make a comeback. What the fuck is with the timing? If I'm in a Home Depot and it even looks like I'm heading towards the Tiki Torches, my career's over, okay? I can't buy linens. (laughs) Lumber, gasoline, everyone's giving me weird looks. Maybe I'm building a gazebo, you don't know. A guy like that shouldn't drink. Somebody with that much bad luck, don't drink. The odds are not in your favor, you know? And I'm realizing, especially now, I've been uh, a year sober, year and a half or something. Thank you. <laughs> Just taking so long to finally, you know, blame yourself for your alcoholism. Because, you know, it's my fault. And uh, just for a long time, you know, like, you always hear about people having, like, shitty upbringings. Like, I had a shitty dad like he was a psychopath and he he'd hit me 
But the thing, like, he would hit me like we were fighting and somebody was placing bets on him to win. Like, that type of hit. <laughs> Come on, guys, don't do that to me. <laughs> Come on, man. The funniest thing about him when he would hit me, get ready. Uh, <laughs> he would get so keyed up, like, so angry, his eye would f go lazy. <laughs> Swear to God, dude. It would go fucking lit. It would just, he would get like, ah! And his favorite phrase was, I'm so, I'm so mad, I can't even see straight. And then it would just start to detach, and it would float the fuck off. You think it's hard getting hit by your parents? It's even harder getting hit by your parent that looks like he's not taking it seriously, you know? <laughs> You'd make fun of me about going bald. I've been going bald since I was 13, and he trashed me at every second, every fucking moment. You know, like, in my birthday. And you know, on a kid's birthday, in like a normal family. Maybe you put the kid up against the wall and then you mark the wall to see how tall the kid's getting every year. He'd do the same thing to me. He'd pull my hair back and see how far in my hairline went and, and then he'd mark that like I was in the middle of an oak tree. <laughs> Bought me a wig on my 16th birthday. That felt nice. Had me put it on in front of my high school girlfriend and you know, they, he pointed and laughed and, but I think the joke's on them, you know? Cause look at me now. That's right. 31 years old, and I have a drinking problem, so he didn't know, he didn't know who he was fucking with. <laughs> so, but I love drinking, like, drinking is the shit, like, you know, pot, coke, meth, that's for overachievers, you know? <laughs> I've been a D student my whole life, why wouldn't my addiction reflect that? It's so much easier to get, it's legal. Fuck that. I would drink really, I would get to like, uh, I just like, if you told me, hey, you wanna go get a drink? Uh, even before the sentence was finished, my fucking jacket's on, let's go, I'll drive. Let's get hammered, I'll drive back. If you told me you were buying the first round, dude, I'm practically jerking you off under the table. <laughs> I'm so excited to go get fucked up. <laughs> I get fuck. I get hammered. I got 86 from a family wedding. Oh my god! I was a groomsman for another dude's wedding, and uh, we decided to play tag. My idea. And in drunken dress shoes, I chase the groom out into the parking lot. I slip, fall, and that medium that holds like the grass and the bark, face plant directly on it, break my nose, and I just gush blood onto my tuxedo. And uh, <laughs> thank. <laughs> It's my dad, everybody. <laughs> I, got, I went on the road and would just get fucked up and I ended up playing strip poker in a bait and tackle shop <laughs> in Malad City, Idaho. And those were the good days. I loved drinking then. So I moved to LA and I got, uh, I just, I hated being here right away. I just figured, you know, comedy scene wants nothing to do with me. And I just assumed that. And it's a weird place to live anyway. And so I got, uh, I got into this baseball league, <laughs> fast pitch baseball league for comedians and actors. That's just, that's just a place where people have given up on their dreams. <laughs> and now they're just doing their second dream for free. And so, a month in, and here's the ironic part about this story, is I was dead sober during this one. 
I, because uh, I was an Uber driver, and I wanted to keep my shit straight, and I wanted to work for myself, so I bought a car I couldn't afford, got into tremendous debt, but hey, I'm my own boss. And uh, I have no health insurance, and I'm sitting here playing baseball, my favorite thing in the world, next to stand-up, and I get into it, I'm standing in first base, and I'm getting into this argument with this dude, the, the pitcher. Uh, my team's winning, uh, his team is losing. I think he's being a baby, he thinks I'm being an asshole. So he gets in my face, and we are jawing at each other, and he just keeps saying he's gonna kick my ass, and I keep just making fun of his mullet, and <laughs> <laughs> this guy was a dick, but whatever. So anyway, he's in my face, and then I just think, all right, I'm gonna grab my shit, and then, because this is over. Like, once somebody starts screaming at you, game's over. It doesn't matter what inning it is. And I'm just gonna grab my shit, and I'm gonna bounce. And I woke up on the floor, and I didn't even realize where I was. I didn't know I was on a why I was on a baseball field. My buddy stands me up. He's like, hey, do you remember having an argument with Charlie? I'm like, no. And he goes, you know who William is? I'm like, I, dude, where are we? I have no idea. He's like, we're in Pasadena. So he explains to me, and, and all these uh, people surrounding me in this baseball field, that I'm arguing with Charlie, and as I'm getting ready to just leave, his buddy William gets so keyed up on left field, he runs as fast as he can at me. He uppercuts me, and he just blasts me in the face and drops me immediately. He knocked three days' worth of memories out of my head. So as I'm sitting there listening to this whole thing, I start to like well up, because it's a lot of information. My buddy Mitch, who's another comic, he puts his arm around me, pulls me off to the side, he walks me over to the dugout, and he's like, hey man, I know this is a lot that you're going through right now, it's a lot of information, but uh, can you not fucking cry in front of everybody? Jesus Christ, man, I vouch for you. Don't make me hit you on the other side. <laughs> so they take me to the hospital, and I get my, uh, the x-rays and the doctor says, your jaw's broken on both sides. This guy hit me so hard that he smashed me here and it broke. It pushed this part of my jaw up and it had nowhere to go up into my skull so it broke over here too. So I, got, I have no health insurance and now I gotta go to the hospital. I gotta go set an appointment to get my jaw wired shut. And since, I, and since when you have no health insurance, no doctor will put you under. Because if they kill you, they can get sued, which is the worst of my worries, obviously. <laughs> so I have to go just get my jaw wired shut, wide awake with Novocaine. They take large metal fucking wires and they weave them in and out of your teeth. It's insane. But they Novocaine me up here, did it perfectly fine. Novocaine me down here, goes to put it in. I'm like, yo, I can feel that. And I got an intern working on me, by the by. <laughs> That's my luck. I go, I can feel that, and he pulls it back out, and he goes, all right, gives me more Novocaine. Goes to put it back in. I'm like, yo, I can feel that. And he goes, okay. Gives me more Novocaine. Goes to put it back in again, and I'm like, dude, I can fucking feel that. And he goes, dude, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Something, anything. <laughs> Punch me in the face again. Knock me the fuck out. What do you mean, what do I want you to do? Your job, motherfucker. He's like, I don't know. I don't know why you can feel it, but there's, it, I can't give you any more Novocaine. I can't give you painkillers. I can't knock you out. What do you want to do? And I'm like, the ability to chew. That's what I want to do, but okay, fine. Just do it. So he does it, and I feel every fucking second of it. He wrenches it uh, closed. He doesn't give enough slack. It snaps, so he's like, we got to do it. He pulls it all out. <laughs> we got to do it again. 
We did it again. <laughs> so, this is a great story. <laughs> so I'm, th all right, so I have a shit childhood. Now I got my jaw wired shut for the third time and I'm a drinker. So I just start, I just go down that rabbit hole of drinking, you know, and my time's coming up uh, and I don't have like a whole like big, my time's up, but I just want to say like, it was down that time where, you know, depression, drinking, it's just, and all I can do is drink. So I'm, I'm right there. Like I got Ensure Shake for breakfast, chicken broth for lunch, whiskey for dinner, and, and that's what I did. And then it got to the point where I had to like hide my drinking from my girlfriend until I could see like, it got to that point where I could see like, the life was draining from her eyes when she came home and saw me. And that was the moment I was like, if, if the person who's fighting for me doesn't even like me, it's time to just change everything up and change my luck. So that's my story. Thank you guys very, very much.